transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to episode 160. Creatures of habit become victims. Episode 160. We have been moving the dial on episodes consistently. I think three years. We've only missed one. And that was the death of my dad that we kind of skipped over one week. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about my dad in a minute. But uh, we're glad that you're here and we welcome you to episode 160. We thank God that we, you know, this far in and moving the dial along. A lot of people want to know how successful are we? Well, you won't, I'm not on the top 10 list of podcasts worldwide. You won't, you won't find me there. But I think we're doing successful. And I think we're doing what the job entails, which is important. I always tell people, I'm building a library of information. I don't make podcasts. When I was an instructor, I used to tell people, I don't, I don't instruct, I litigate. And here, I'm building a library. So people have other agendas, those are mine. All right, so it was a little painful to get up uh, and start this podcast today because uh, Apple has gone into updating, update your phone, update your iMac update, uh, even the software we use for this podcast, update, update, update. And before you blink twice, guess what? There's another update to fix the first update because it should have been in the original update. And it's enough to make you uh, run every time Apple makes an update uh, as a podcaster, but well, here we are transmitting Monday night, late in the evening, because uh, updates. So, how do you contact us? It's that easy, RaiderCopNation.com and RaiderCop.com. You can go to either one of those two websites and you will hear and see our information. Of course, on RaiderCop Nation, you can see upcoming shows and our co-host shows that uh, have passed and more information, bios of myself and the co-host. And on Radio Cop, you just hear the podcast. And um, But it's easy. Remember what we've said right after the election, November 4th, we will start plugging away at removing some of this content that's uh, on social media. <clears throat> Recently, we uh, advertised on um, Facebook. It went nowhere. And uh, it wasn't a big investment. It was very tiny. But just to prove the point, and Twitter and all that, they're slowing us down. Everything's the election. Blah, 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 blah. It's not worth it. And if you're thinking of 
starting a business, not not necessarily podcasting, but just starting a business, and you're going to rely on social network to promote your business, try to do it in a way that you're not going to be bogged down hours and hours on social media because you'll get lost in that world, which pretty much, if they don't like you, goes nowhere. So just keep that in mind. All right, well, well, you can be listening to Radar Cop podcast in the near future on Amazon Music. We've submitted an application, so that might take a couple of weeks, couple of months, whatever it is. I don't really keep track of that stuff. But I know that we had applied for Pandora, and that must have been about eight or nine months ago. Haven't heard anything. All of a sudden... We plug in after all the Apple updates, and boom, there it is, Pandora. So we've linked, uh, we're going to be linking that on our website as well. So you can hear the podcast on Pandora. And on TuneIn, you can now tell Alexa, Radio Cop Nation or Radio Cop Podcast, and the um, podcast should come up. So pretty good news for little obscured podcast that according to some people I'm talking to myself that's what you think all right the election's coming it's right around the corner President Trump had coronavirus now he doesn't he's back like a lion he's out there um, moving the needle while sleepy sinister Joe is hiding in his basement All this guy does is profess and move the needle for becoming muzzled. All this guy has done in his entire political career is nothing. And I don't want to insult my friends on the left because there's not many of them that are left that are my friends, but not by my choosing, by their own. But if you look at the agenda of the Democrats refusing to act on simple questions that voters, forget the media, that voters would like to know, are you going to stack the United Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court? I'm not going to get into that says nasty, sinister Joe. Are the Democrats going to start making statehood for anything that can breathe? We're not going to get into that, said nasty, sleepy Joe. So in other words, you, the voter, you're not worth his time to lay out his plan. It's a secret plan. Because if somebody would know about it, they would derail something in the basement. This is foolishness, folks. And anybody would have a a wit would know the reason that they're not discussing it because they're going to bend the United States Constitution so far left till it cracks. And just that and a bunch of other things and they can't answer straight questions. I like the biggest line that Joe says, and I'll end with this, I'm going to, day one, eliminate the Trump tax cut. 
And we're going to only, only emphasis on that only word, higher taxes for people with $400,000 or more. Now, Joe, you want to slow down, want to backtrack a little bit. I know when you come out of your basement, you get a little dizzy. But if you remove the Trump tax cut, as he says he's going to do, what tax bracket are you going to place the United States citizen in? Well, I don't think it's going to be lower than the Trump tax cut, because if it is lower, then you're a raving lunatic. So I think it's going to be greater than. So that means everyone right off the bat is going to get to pay more taxes. Then you're going to double stick it to those that make 400000 or more. Joe, you're a raving lunatic. And the pottery, the party and the pottery, that too, are also lunatics. So think about it, folks. Time is precious. And another thing that's precious is your life. If you're a concealed carry permit holder or you carry because your state doesn't require a permit, but you're constitutionally carry, do it responsible. Do it to protect your life and the life of others and become that militia that the Constitution and the Second Amendment talks about in defending the weak. And most importantly, before you strap that gun on your person with the rounds and the training and the knowledge and the skill set that you have, you need something for after the engagement. And that is the USCCA. Now, the reason that we're advocated so much, not only because we're affiliates of the USCCA, but we believe in the product. So here's a couple of good lines I'm going to give you. I'm a law, I'm a law enforcement officer. I don't need that. Really? Go ahead and shoot somebody off duty. Go ahead and shoot somebody off duty and outside your jurisdiction. Go ahead and shoot somebody outside your jurisdiction off-duty in another state and see how fast you'll need the USCCA. If I call, if I, <coughs> one more time, they're going to think I'm Joe Biden. So It's this easy. If you want to become a member of the USCCA, look, I would prefer you do it through our channel. Why? Because we get a little peanuts out of the out of the deal, and allows us to get some more equipment. Remember, twenty twenty one. Me and my little buddy Milo are going to YouTube. Little buddy is ten months old, at a whopping seventy two pounds, and uh, he's as big as a barn. But he's very agile. We go out and run every day. And uh, he is very agile. And I'll be showing some of those little training video feeds um, probably early 2021. Don't know exactly when we're going to launch it, so don't get your shorts up in an uproar, but it's coming. And they're not going to be long videos. It's not going to be two-hour videos or anything, me and the dog. About 15 minutes and 
we're going to, you know, talk about a subject and uh, my buddy will kick in with his uh, doggy stupidity. And believe me, he's got a lot of it. So back to the USCCA. If you want to become a member, we think that you should be. It's as easy as texting from your phone, 87222-87222, the word Raider, R-A-I-D-E-R, and you're off to becoming a member of the USCCA. 350,000 people have raised their hand saying, sign me up, I'm part of the militia, and you can do the same thing. If you don't want to do it that way through your texting, you can go to the website. You can go to the link on the bottom of this episode and you'll see the USCCA banner. Click on that and that'll link you off to becoming a member. All right. And speaking of crucial and important things, it's time for the word of the week. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having gritted your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In keeping with what we have been discussing, this word of the week, uh, Ephesians, this is chapter 6, verse 13 through 15. You can hear more on this subject at Test Everything 1521 by going to our website, RaiderCopNation.com. This section on there that says Test Everything. Click on that and you can hear this message, what it meant, what it means, in less than 15 minutes, a powerful word of God for your spiritual warfare. And we are in that time, the spiritual warfare indeed. All right, episode 160. It's time to bring out the clowns, the circus. We're going to turn a new corner and we're going to talk about how you can become a creature of habit and a victim. Let's go. Creatures of habit become victims. What do we mean by that? Well, before we dive into the subject, let's break it down. And the first thing we're going to break down is the definition of the word habit. Regular tendency, or as I like to say, predictable. Now, what we're going to do, simple exercise, pay attention. I'm going to read 
a bullet, right, in an outlaw outline format like I always do every podcast. But this time, every bullet that I do is going to be uh, 11 of them. Uh, 10, excuse me. Uh, it will end with a question. And you, the audience, will fill in the part of the question that's missing. You will answer it. So here we go. Creatures of habit become victims. We know that habit is somebody or some individual, something that is regular in tendency, or as I said, predictable. So here we go. He or she is always fill in the blank. At every scene, this will happen when he's there or she's there. The the oh, he they always make the same mistake. Leave at the same time and take the same route. Pay more attention to the phone than Every time they post on social media, it's every conversation ends up since he slash she was young, they, when they train, it's always the same thing. He or she are always the victims because. Now, we could be here for the next three hours on this podcast playing this little game. I read a sentence. I end it with a question mark, and you fill in the blank. But that's not what we're here. We're here to talk about how you should not fall in to becoming a victim. Now, this isn't only about your personal safety. It's also about your conduct. And I want to start off with the elephant in the room, which is social media. Now, sometimes people will make a comment. I usually, I would say 98% of the time, I'd never comment on anyone's post. If I do it most likely will be uh, a pat on the back for that individual. In other words, uh, if you have nothing to say, don't say anything. But it's not about whether I have something nice or not to say. It's about not disrespecting an individual's comment, even if I disagree with it. Putting your public comments or your public persona, or your public opinions out there makes you subject to Senate committee approval in the future for anything. In other words, you could be looking at a mob of people pointing fingers at you saying, you back in so-and-so, they did this and said that. 
and you wouldn't know how to answer. So I read the comments and I move on. I might add something of humor, but very seldom am I going to make a comment that is contrary to what everybody is opinionating on. If I I can't meet a consensus with the group, I just keep on moving my way. Now, you might say, well, you know, you have to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, but not on social media, pal. Okay? The great United States of America wasn't discovered on social media. Okay? You have to really walk it and talk it. And I think I've done that in my life. But this is not what I feel social media has anything good of value to do for anybody's personality because I disagree with you. So the best thing I can do is just move on. Why am I going to have a, an argument or a fight with somebody over something that he or she posted? Now, there have been times that I've posted something and uh, I did not look or seek public opinion, people might stick their two cents in there. If I value the person, I might just give them a small little smile or grin or maybe uh, if they didn't believe something I had posted, I might prove some of the evidence so they can see it or or hear it for themselves. Because I, I, I never do anything without evidence. I don't do that. So, if if people want to stick in their two cents and they go overboard, which has happened to me, not not uh, many many times, but it has happened. People come out and they'll say something dumb on my let's say Facebook, and apparently they think that my Facebook is public domain, but it's not. It's mine. Facebook allowed me to have that little dimension there where I can post either something sociable or I can post something a little bit more personal or something like that. But I'm not looking for an individual or individual's approval on anything. So uh, several times this has happened that they've gone contrary to my opinion and, and then they'd say something stupid. Like when One of them was, when are these people going to learn? I don't know. I guess I'm a people's. I don't know what type of people's they were referring to, but they got the axe, all three of them, in that conversation. I decapitated them. And they tried, one of them tried to get back on Messenger um, Talking about uh, your feelings hurt. And I got booted out messages also. So why? I I believe you crossed that fine line. Simple as that. And I'm not going to debate it. I just want you to go away. That's what I'm going to do. Slam the freaking door in your face. Now, a lot of people, especially co-workers, former co-workers, think they're still in the same environment. You're not. You're exactly that a past co-worker your opinion will be 
granted and weighed upon based on who you were in that era. And it might not be favorable towards you. So it's best to keep it moving. Of course, family always has a better spot at uh, giving some feedback, but not public criticism. I don't believe it either. So we did enough on the face on the social media thing. And well, we were talking about uh, every time he or she shows up to a scene, this happens. Law enforcement, and you're working, and there are certain individuals that you they you see them show up to your scene, you know, a circus is about to emerge, and that in itself is a scary predicament. But these people. Will, walk and live based on chaos they enjoy it supervisors see them and want to run the opposite direction but there they are they're on your scene today and they want to do things their way a lot of times we fall victim to that individual's chaotic behavior on scenes because we are creatures of habit. And what habit would you be a creature of? Not saying anything. Here's where you need to be vocal. So Mr. or Mrs. Chaos needs to be pulled to the side. Tell them every time you show up, and I got statistics to back it. This happens. Now, of course, if they didn't get the little hint, then you're going to have to upgrade it. But don't become a creature of habit by not saying anything. Say something. And you don't have to say it nasty. And you don't have to be disrespectful. You, you, you can have a simple conversation. I don't appreciate I wish you didn't do this. You know, that kind of thing. But it's important to do it also. As we discuss, being predictable can get you hurt as well. And that's even more reason why you want to control your scenes. No scene is safe until you've left the scene. So to believe that it's safe... Because let's say the subject is handcuffed doesn't mean anything. There are other potential threats out there too. So you need to control that scene. You pay more attention to your phone than how many times are we guilty of that. My little co-host, Milo, 10 months. Every so often I get a couple of texts. I'm texting back or I'm trying to post something. I'm trying to look at an analytic on uh, the podcast. And we're out in the backyard, and he brings his toy, and he looks up, and he goes, there he goes again with that freaking thing in his hand, and he's not paying attention to me. So what does he do? He drops his toy nastily in front of my feet, backs away about maybe 10 feet, and then charges at me a full blast to jump on me. 
Now, he actually has the ability of putting his paws, which are pretty big, on top of my shoulders. Now, for those that know me, say, well, you're not saying much, but okay. So you got your little joke today. But he really pounds into you. Because he is a herding dog, he herds animals, usually cows, sheep, that kind of thing. And part of the herding is pushing or shoving. So he's like a fullback. When he shoves you, he shoves you. When I walk with him, we walk every day, a couple of miles, and we're walking. He wants me to go in a certain direction. He starts shoving me. He starts bumping into me like we're going left. Very bossy. He's got their own personality, Australian shepherds. But back on the subject, paying attention to detail and paying attention to those things around you and those people or animals that mean something to you. So paying attention and really grasping the time that you have as a valuable asset is most important. There's a time and a place for everything. You know, I look at these things called analytics for the website and Facebook and uh, podcast and all this other baloney. And it usually gives me a time frame, you know, like, oh, wow, look at here, between four and six, this thing really hits the fan. And next thing you know, there you are at 401 the next day, typing away, trying to beat the analytic. But at the end of the day, was it worth it? And this is why we've taken the position that after the election, we're going to be pulling some plugs on social media. You're taking away from so much that you're not paying attention to. My grandkids, you know, sometimes they're, my granddaughter, they're in the truck with me. And and I live in a very rural area. So... A lot of it is very pretty, very beautiful. And I'll go, look, 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 look at that over there. Look at that sunset. Look at the cow. Look at this. And she's got her head buried in in the phone. And two miles after you've pointed that out, she goes, what? Where? And you're like, wow, forget it. Forget about it. You're missing everything. I remember being seven or eight years old, and my dad told me we are going to Florida to go to SeaWorld in in Miami. I said, oh, wow. You know, I, I, I didn't know how far it really was, but I knew it wasn't close where we lived. And there we were. We jumped into a 1966 Pontiac rolled down those freaking windows and uh, don't worry about the seatbelts. We didn't use any of that nonsense. And you were going to enjoy that back seat for the next 12, 14, or 16 hours. Remember the hell dad wanted to stop so we can start this all over again the next day. And you enjoyed it. You looked out the window. There was no electronics. There was nothing to look at. There was either conversation, which 
I'm seven years old, eight years old. Who's going to talk to me? I look out the window. And I look at cars as they drove by and try to get, I could guess what type of car it is by the lights and stuff like that. You know, as a kid, you'll, you'll, you'll come up with a creative way not to be bored. But the point I'm getting at, that's a lost art today. You tell a kid, give me your phone, and for the next 25 minutes or 20 minutes as we're driving, you're not going to look at your phone. You're going to just look at the surrounding area, the scenery. They'll die. Literally, by the time 20 minutes comes by, you pull over to the side, they'll be the, the, the tongue will be hanging out. You have to call rescue. It's amazing. But it's the truth. All right, so every conversation ends up with there's always that person that always has to end the conversation their way, manipulate the conversation, manipulate the situation. And we are creatures of habit because we know that certain individuals are predictable in doing that, but we don't correct them. We don't tell them, every time I talk to you, you always have to divert the conversation. And if you, if there's a takeaway from this podcast, right now you're probably ro- scratching your head saying, what, what, what are we getting at? I'm lost. There is no point to this podcast. Creature of habit will make you a victim. That's it. It's just the final details. If, if you want to spend eight hours taken away at your phone on social you're going to miss 8 hours of your life if there's that manipulator and they always manipulate you at the end of every conversation you allow it you allow it you've created a habit of becoming a victim and so on the point I'm getting at is from now on pay attention to what you do And I'm not telling you to be rude. Apparently, people translate that as, oh, I got to be abrupt and I got to be rude. No, you can do things with tactfulness that the point gets across to the other person that they go, oh, okay, I guess uh, that ain't going to work anymore. And some people will try you, you know. Oh, yeah, okay, wait till I see you again. <laughs> I'm going to do it again, see what you do. But you, you got to be on your toes. It's about you. It's not about anybody else. It's not about them. It's about you. You. You feel better. That you can succeed. That you can communicate at a higher level. That you can enjoy more things out of your life. Don't cut any corners for anybody. That's what I'm trying to say. But you don't have to be rude and obnoxious to get to these points. Now, of course, for those that work for a living, it is a little bit more difficult because you are under the thumb of a master that wants you to function a certain way. So you should not be on your phone. You should not be doing all your personal things on, let's say, company time. 
but there's so many things while at the company I'm not paying attention to to company business because I'm kind of looking at the menu because I'm going to have lunch, breakfast, or dinner. And uh, sometimes all three of those are in one day. And you don't get paid for that. Oh, God, what, what a bah humbug you've turned out to be. It's not even Christmas. That's not the point. The <coughs> Okay. Hold on, I'm doing my Joe Biden impersonation. The point is that you can't turn into a creature of habit. A lot of people do training and they do it wrong. Well, they do the same training over and over again. They never think out of the box. Let me try a new tactic. Let me shoot in a different position. Let me take uh, this hold in defensive tactics a little differently. Instead of doing it with my right, let me do it with my left. And they they don't, they're comfortable. So they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. But are they really training? A lot of people actually believe that qualifying in firearms as a law enforcement officer is a part of training. No, it's not. It's a legal standard for your department that you've passed. But it's not training. You're shooting a paper target for crying out loud. So, thinking out of the box and saying to yourself, these are my rules. And those that want to share their time with me, I need to make them understand that I have certain rules. Not going to be abrasive about it, but I want, I'd like to have them followed. Because it make me a better person, a better co-worker, a better friend, a better brother, brother, a better uh, son, a better everything. But if you don't, and you become a creature of habit by not saying anything, knowing what the outcomes are going to be, then it's on you. I came up with this podcast based on my dog's behavior. He has, as I said, a very bossy attitude. All Australian shepherds do. But uh, he demands my attention. And he wants to do exercise. He wants to walk. He wants to play because he's a puppy. And since he demands it, I know I better deliver it. If not, he's going to start getting stupider. I can't say he's rude about it because he doesn't know what that is. All he knows is he wants my undivided attention. How many people around you want your undivided attention? Song of the Week, B.B. King, Blue Boys Tune. Man, that is some tune. It really is. Let's see if we can, without uh, upsetting the the, the uh, copyright gods, let's see if we can play a little bit of it. There you go. This is smooth, people. This is smooth. 
So that's the song of the week with B.B. King, Blue Boy Tune. Great musician. Up next, CCW, carrying a concealed weapon in defense against a mob. We're going to try to get uh, Kilo Sierra in. My co-host have been so patient with me. God bless them all. But uh, I'm going to start, you know, bringing him on. And um, uh, lastly, I want to, you know, close out with this. <clears throat> I said I'd talk a little bit about my dad. And it's been it's been a little tough for me. My dad, I said uh, before, it's, was my superhero, my first superhero in life. Bigger than life it was. And um, we were close ever since I was a child. And uh, also his last three years were demanding on me. And I made every effort to be around him or speaking to him every night. And uh, sometimes for hours, I took advantage of that opportunity. I didn't know when he would pass, but I said I want to take advantage of every opportunity that I have him here. And now that he's gone, there's so many things that you say, I should have this, I should have that, I should, and he's not here any longer. But I went back to Facebook and I that um, post that I had done, uh, he died August 5th, August 7th. I finally made a post uh, to let people know that actually knew him, that he had passed. And there were uh, about 233 comments on there. And uh, just today, just before I started the podcast, I tuned in and I read them. And some were touching. Now, I had liked or on every comment uh, after August 7th when I posted that, probably for the next one or two days. But I really wasn't even paying attention. I would just um, either comment with thank you or, or, you know, put a little heart or something. And not that I wasn't appreciative, but I wasn't paying attention to it. The grief was what I was paying attention to. And recently I said, let me go back and take time and looking at uh, this stuff and make sure that what everybody wrote. And, and I didn't want to write a comment. You know, people go, this guy crazy. This was in August, it's October, and he's, he's now saying something else. But I, I just read them, and they meant so much to me. Of course, my memory of all this is that my dad was a fighter. I sometimes play over and over in my head his last uh, 10 days in the hospital and how impersonal that, that process was. You know, you weren't allowed to go to the hospital. You have to drop him off in front of it and watch him go uh, in there by himself. And my dad had jumped in and out of the hospital 
since January. Whew, wow, maybe uh, six or seven times. Sometimes it was one day and they release him. But uh, his last battle was 10 days. That day that he died, he was hoping to go home and they were preparing a hospice for him. But anyway, it, it didn't happen. So sometimes you, you play that over and over in your head. But the point I'm getting at is I went back to see what people said and took time to tell me and read it. And I want those that have done that, not only on my post, but other people's posts in the past, it's meaningful. Out of the 233 posts that were on there, I would say about 30 or 40 of them were very meaningful to me. Um, either the way they said it, what they said, or who they were. And uh, that's the quality of life that you need. Take time to... Uh, read those notes take time to sit in the back seat or the front seat in the, in the car and look out the window take time to see your surroundings all this I learned from my co-host my little buddy Milo because you see when I drift off he just comes up, up to me with his toy looking at me, very stern, saying, I'm ready. Are you? As always, it has been my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your community, and for the law enforcement agency that serves you. But most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans. White with foam God bless America My home